I'm really annoyed about something. Tell me. Oh, my God, tell me. I think Steve Tipton will appreciate this. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't use the Oxford comma in the title of this, and it makes me crazy. So it's the murder of Gabby Pepito. <laughs> truth, comma, lies. It should be comma and social media. Yes. But it's truth, comma, lies and social media. <laughs> they do that in the on-screen text as well. No commas. Team Oxford, comma, or bust and get the hell out of here. It's just for context. It's not me being no. elitist or classist. No. It's context. It helps. I agree. Me understand things. <laughs> Hi, Julia Bentavalli. Hello, Patrick Hines. Bam! We played Broadway last night. We think. We think. We think. We're in the past right now. We're a couple weeks away Time, from Broadway. space continuum. But as far as we know, we played Broadway last night. And I'm going to go ahead and say it went amazing. I agree. <laughs> I need to agree to get me through the next couple weeks. We were the first podcast to ever play Broadway. It happened last night. Oh, my Lord. The office is closed today. Daisy is home from school. We had a party until 4 in the morning. Yeah, you're listening to this, and we're still asleep. We are sound God asleep. God willing. Here's hoping I remember. Remember to schedule it. You never know. Or if I have my way, you're still up, girl. (laughs) Kicking it old school. Listen, don't have the FOMO anymore. Come see us live. We are on tour starting in May. We're going to Chicago, Boston, Seattle, Los Angeles. Tickets are selling out really fast. If you weren't at the Broadway show or even if you were, come see us in one of those cities. Tell them how fun it is. It's so fun. And so we did Killer Roll on Broadway, the Dateline, but we're doing Class Action Park on tour. So even if you went to Broadway, come see us. It's a whole new show. We've been working on it for forever. Some surprises, lots of costumes. Something tells me I'm going to be wearing a lot of wigs. I think you're going to see a lot of pictures of me and Jillian in our youth. (laughs) Something tells you? You tell you. You're in control of all of it. I'm in charge of it. Lastly, come to Obsessed Fest, September 30th to October 2nd, Columbus, Ohio. We're mostly sold out. It's going to be a full weekend of 2,500 of your true crime best friends. The people who are coming are insane. Shall we go down the list? Oh, my God. You start. Me, if anyone cares about that. Maggie Freeling, Alexis Linkletter, Rabia, these, like, amazing women, Bob Ruff. Bob Ruff, me, I'll be there. Ellen and Joey will be there. Sorry, I was doing non-obsessed network people. Also, Payne Lindsay's going to be there. The Generation Y guys are going to be there. Let's go to court's going to be there. Let's go to court's going to be there. Tim and Lance are going to be there. It's going to be just the wildest weekend of live shows, karaoke, all the programming during the day that's happening, drag brunch. You're going to want to be there. My sing-along is slowly but surely turning into an only Taylor Swift (laughs) sing-along. If if my DMs have anything to say about it, I might have to do a couple sing-alongs. I don't know. Get your tickets at ObsessedFest.com. Nice voice. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Gabby and her fiancé embarked on a cross-country trip in Gabby's 2012 white Ford van. It was like every parent's nightmare, just like in a, in a flash of a second. She's gone. She's missing. Let's just take a minute, step back, and breathe. The thoughts that were going through my head were something, something really bad has happened to her. That time when we were looking for Gabby was blur. It's it's really like it. It's horrific. The media and the internet just went crazy. I think the hashtag Find Gabby hit like over a billion people. Her bright, beautiful light touched a lot of people. I am gonna walk down here a little bit because I see something. Right here, okay, is where they think that it's a shadow of someone digging. There was definitely more to this relationship than was being shown on social media. So a body has been found in the area that they were searching for Gabby Petito. It's still unbelievable. I don't understand it. These are all I have left now. I really don't know what justice for Gabby looks like at this point. Everybody deserves to feel safe at home. Everybody deserves to be found that is missing. Everyone. Before we start, I just want to say I had to watch this like in 15 minute increments. I'm the only person in the world who didn't really follow this case yeah. when it was unfolding. I said this to you earlier, like as Daisy gets older, all I can see is her face on all of these young women's faces. Yeah, we're getting to the point in documentaries where we have a lot of footage that's really, really painful to watch. And it's only going to get worse with all of the social media. Like the cases are more and more going to be and current. And the body cams. I like, know. There's some really, really painful like trigger warning stuff of Gabby that we'll get to eventually. Well, we'll say for the top, Gabby's got four parents, yeah. and they're all fucking great. Yeah, Mom, Nicole, Dad, Joe, they divorced when Gabby was one. They both remarried. They all love each other. Jim is just as much as a dad that I am. And Tara's the only person that Gabby's ever seen me with that she would even remember. You know, she is just as much as a mom as Nikki. 
So she always had four parents. The mom is like, the mom is just as much a mom as I am. Yeah, because the thing is, her parents, Nicole and Joe, were 20 years old when Gabby was born. Yes. They were really young. So, like, the new parents came in pretty early. Yes. when Gabby. So that she just grew up with these four amazing people around her. And all the step-parents were like, I never thought of her as a step. She's my kid. Like, I right. never thought of her as a step-kid. The fact that all the parents make room for each other, like, way to go, parents. This Seriously. is the best case scenario. It's great. The Nicole shade right from the top, though, she's like, she was a huge baby. <laughs> oh, Nicole, she's yeah. Gabby. She's like, she came out. She was huge. And you know, Nicole felt it the most because she came from within her body. I have to tell you, yeah. if Gabby was three pounds, she'd be huge to me. I <laughs> what I, I could I, only imagine it's like to become a mother as, when like, you're, if it's not a C-section, like yeah. if you're passing a baby out of you, I know. girl, if it's, if it's the size of a quarter, it's too big. I, know. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> but she says, Gabby, <laughs> Gabrielle. Venora Petito. I was born in March 1999. It was, I was 20 years old, so it was <laughs> scary for me. She was a big baby. <laughs> she came out crying and ready to ready to start life. She came out crying and ready to meet the world. <laughs> yeah, Gabby. And so, you know, she was a great kid. She was yeah. a baton twirler and she ran track. Slow down on that. You have a homosexual in this booth and you want to skate right past the fact that she was a baton twirler? Oh God. Go ahead. Take your time. <laughs> I'm just saying, some of us wanted to be baton twirlers and couldn't be. She got to be a baton twirler. Why couldn't you be one? I don't know. I, how do you think that would have gone over in like 1847 when I was in third grade and I was a baton twirler? I don't know. You were in the marching band. That's not really that far behind. They have baton twirlers in the marching band, do they not? No. They don't? Then where, where do you twirl your batons? I believe they're called the color guard. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's all under know, the marching band umbrella. It's all, and I think I am on the record. I think marching band is yeah. very cool. I just think it's a little homophobic of you. We're like, we. How often do we get to talk about baton twirling on this podcast? Not as very often. As long as you want. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but then Gabby turns on me in high school where she goes to run track. That's yeah. why you just run for no reason. Yeah. Well, there's a reason, I yeah. think. That is people, there? My dad ran. My dad was like a track star. Okay. We we know Till was hot. All right. We got it. Oh, my God. You Did don't... I hurt you personally <laughs> no. today? I just gave you a lovely birthday present that made you cry. I know. I know. <laughs> no. Back I off, just, girl. Sometimes I think that, like, Till and Barb survived a serial killer. They 100% did. At least one of them. At least one. And then, like, all of the other unknown serial killers in New York in the 70s. It's so crazy. Oh my God. Anyway, she ran track. Yeah, she was great. And she loved being on social media, right? Yes. So she loved the selfies and the videos. She was putting her whole life out there on Instagram. The thing about it too, though, is that she was good at it. As she got older, she just loved to take lots of pictures, lots of videos. When we were always together, what she wanted to do was take selfies. She was always taking pictures of things and put her twist of her artwork into it. She's just one of those kids who, like, gets it. She understands how to, like, frame a picture. I've never understood how to do that. But also, like, she's not posting photos of her Chipotle. Uh -huh. She's traveling. She's yeah. having adventures. Yes. And also, if you're, like, sharing your burrito bowl, good for you. I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> what she's, it's like the Grand Canyon. She was really, and yeah. she was so young. She was a teenager when she was doing this. So she had, like, a really cool life to put out there. Totally. So then we, like, immediately jump to her relationship with this fucking dirtbag, Brian Laundrie. Which I gotta tell you, like, Gabby's got four parents and they all kind of say like we saw nothing wrong with this guy. Yeah, so she meets Brian Laundrie in high school, barf. They're both yeah. very artistic. They took a road I just trip. Wrote, I see his picture and I'm like, I want to punch him in the fucking I face. I want to kick I know. his teeth out. I know. <laughs> Which I don't condone. No. I just, actually with him, fuck this guy. Totally. <laughs> I'm not justifying anything. Yes. Whatever. Comfort, yes. Yeah, Brian Laundrie apologists, no. I welcome you. <laughs> So they took a road trip, quote, as friends and came back as a couple. They were yes. never friends. And I'm saying that as like, I know what that's like. Like right. Mike and I were friends, but I was always like, I really like him. You know what I mean? Yes. And this is not the road trip. This was like a pre-road yes. trip where they went off to California. And like, I got to say, I've never really understood that Instagram versus reality thing. But Gabby really fucking nails it. What do you mean you've never understood that? I don't know. I just imagine everyone is as happy as they say they are. And it doesn't Sweetheart, make me no sad. no one is. I know. 
<laughs> or even if they're happy on this one day, like in between yeah. posts, like they're a shitty. I t- just talked about this on an after party. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just saying that like Gabby nails it and we see her social media posts from this original road trip that yeah. they took and they just look like they're so happy. The music is great. Her hair is always blowing in the wind. It's always sunny and 82 degrees. Right. And they're kissing and holding each other. I know. Gabby's really good at this. She's she's great at it. Yeah. And the parents, all four of the parents are like, look. Gabby and Brian were dating and he would come to my home. Brian would be there and he was very polite, very kind. Get your guard up as, as a dad, you know, especially when it's one of your, one of your girls. But when he would come over, he was respectful, very quiet, very polite. And, you know, he would actually take the time and he would like color with our, with our younger daughters and stuff and talk with them. I didn't see anything in him that would worry me at all. They actually say there were no red flags. Yeah, but no one ever says he was, like, amazing. You know what? Brian was, like, a great guy. Like, I don't think there were red flags. I just think he flew under the radar. Yeah, and there are no red flags all the time. Like, this happens all the time. He knew exactly what to say. And I want to know. We'll get there eventually. I just have so many questions. Like, does he have a history of violence? Do we know about him? Like, what things we know about Paul Flores? Like, he held a kid under the water in the pool and almost killed her. It seems like he snapped or something. Yeah, I think it just started with anger. I think Uh it started verbally and emotionally. Yep. As it so often does. Yep, yep, yep. So 2020 rolls around. What a hell of a year that was. Remember 2020? That was either yesterday or 15 years ago. I, like, legitimately forgot what a terrible year that was. In addition. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, everything bad, like, so many bad things. I just want to say I resent it, because when I was living through it, I was like, I will never forget this. I will never forget being stuck in a house with a mask on my face at all times, never going outside, never seeing, recording with you over FaceTime with internet that barely works. I know. I promised I would never forget, Julian. I I promised. So it's 2020, for better or worse, mostly worse. (laughs) Brian's parents moved to Northport, Florida, and Gabby was living with Brian and his parents, and his parents are Chris and Roberta. We never said this, but she grew up on Long Island, right? And so she moved south to, like, live in Florida during the pandemic. Like, who wouldn't do that? Me. (laughs) That's true. You're the one person who wouldn't do it, and I I believe it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have I ever lied to you? I would have done it. Please get me like in a place with a backyard where you can go outside and it's not 20 degrees in December. Right. Fine, fine, fine. fine. But the point right. is. Florida, that's the one thing you got going for your girl. Fine. So the thing is like Gabby and Brian were like 19 and 20. Yeah. But everyone's acting like they're 30 years old. Yes. So Gabby was living with Brian and his parents and they get engaged after 15 months. By July of 2020, yeah. they're engaged. They were engaged. So it was exciting. But I was like, well, just make sure. This is, you know, you're young and make sure it's what you want. But I couldn't tell her, you know, you can't get married now because I got married very young. I think that in a lot of families, there would have been pushback. But, like, in a situation where they had Gabby when they were 20. They can't say, right. A, what are they going to say? But also the mom might just think it's great, you know? And, like, you can't forbid them from doing it. But, like, I I don't know. So, But the thing is, Joe, her father. You guys, this is crazy. He won't talk about it. They decided before the cameras. Yeah, so Papa Joe is sitting for the interview with his wife, Tara, who's not wearing shoes. I didn't even notice Are we letting it go? (laughs) Again, it's their house. I know. I'm the one with the problem here. It's their home. They can do absolutely whatever they want. This is my shit. Yeah, but so, like, this is the one thing where they're like, we're not talking about this. How did you feel about the idea of Gabby getting married? We're not going to talk about it. It was a jarring moment in the documentary because the family's being very open. Yeah, and I think to me that means that he fought about it with Gabby. And I understand why. And maybe his ex-wife. Sure, and I understand why he doesn't want to talk about it because that's not really the point. Yes. That didn't lead to this. Brian Laundry did all exactly. Of this. So it doesn't right. matter. Yes, but yes. I totally get why he wouldn't want to talk about it. It was just I was like, oh shit, they're not. Talking. It was very. Whoa. It was like the, I think the one thing where he's like, I draw the line. That's totally. my boundary. Good yep. for you, Papa Joe. Loving it. So after high school, we learned that Gabby and Brian took part time jobs to save up money to go on this cross country road trip. Papa Joe doesn't love the plan. I thought she should finish school, get a job, do all that stuff. You know, the traditional way. Uh, but she had a different plan and a different vision in her head, and she knew what she wanted, and and she did it. 
he definitely wants a more like traditional post high school experience for his daughter than this. Because I think it's a really hard sell because Gabby, it's this whole quote van life thing. Yeah. And so she would make, and she did it. Like she got this van, she turned it into like a little apartment. That's not an exaggeration. You guys, this van is unbelievable. She did an incredible job. Gabby Petito's Instagram still exists. You can go and see this van. Yeah. We're going to learn that this is another Instagram versus reality thing. But before they leave, we see this, like she opens the back door for her mother. It looks like a hotel room. Yeah. It's like this gorgeous bed. There's paintings on the wall. Everything has a place. She made it a home. It's not like the van with like a mattress in the back. This is like a bedroom in the back of this. It's gorgeous. There's like plants. It's like really, really nice. And it's so sad, but it's also so inspiring at the time because this was her dream and she was living it. Like she worked for the money to do it. She got the van. It's like a hard thing to do and she did it by herself. You know what I got to ask? What? There's no bathroom. Where are they pooping and showering, Jillian? Outside. But you can't you can't shower outside. In the the lake. <laughs> in the bodies of water. I'm going to go shower in the lake. I think there are probably a lot of disposable wipes that hopefully are biodegradable. I was like, this life is adorable. I could never do this. Not when I was their age. Not now, not ever. It's really hard. And that's yeah. another thing where it's like, damn, she was just doing it. Like, she wanted to do something. She set her mind to it and she did it. And that's what Mama Nicole says. She's like, people don't get to, to live their dreams all the time and you're doing it like this was your goal your dream and you, you saved your money and look what you're doing it's proud i was proud of her Really was. I think it's kind of amazing that you're living your dream. People don't get to do that. Because it's also like, you have plenty of time to get a job. You're yeah, 20 years old totally. to drive across the country. And I guess the thing that I'm thinking is that, like, as parents, you have to implicitly trust the person she's going with. It's like, they kind of have each other's lives in their hands. Yes. You know? Yeah. I used to say to my dad, like, Dad, come on. Like, you know, when I was a teenager, like, yeah. wanting to do all these things that he was just like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. that's not a good idea. And I'd be like, no, 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 I'm not going to do anything. His answer was always like it's you I trust yes right. <laughs> of course I trust yeah, you yeah, yeah. my parents were always like you know it's outside sources whatever but this is where we get that heartbreaking moment with mama Nicole where she's like you know I've got a thousand amazing memories with Gabby but the one that I'll cherish the most is the day that they left she and Gabby shared this like long lingering hug in the driveway and she's like it was um it was just a long long hug I don't know I can't describe it it was just I know I was saying goodbye for a long trip, but it just felt different. I don't know. Now that I look back, it felt so different. And I squeezed her so tight. And I said, I love you. Please be careful. This is going to be great. You're going to have so much fun. And um, she, you know, she squeezed me back. And it was just, it was just really, it was great. And I'll, I'll cherish it. I just held her and held her and it like went on for forever. And like, I know those hugs. Yeah. You know, I mean like, my God, I hugged Daisy like that. I hugged you like that after my birthday present today. My mom <laughs> hugs me like that every time I leave the I house just, I know. I visit them. You just, I never think I'm ever going to see anyone ever again, girl. I, I'm, I'm always yeah. at a hundred. I know. My mom feels the same way. She'll, yeah. oh, I can feel like the hug and then I can feel her like get uh-huh. a little tighter. Even like, just mom. now when Steve left, he did that annoying thing where he came to talk to us right as we we're about to record uh-huh. and I got annoyed and then he left and I was like, what if I never see you again? I know. That's how I think all the time. I'm just like, Mike is home with Fiona. What if I don't make it there? I know. I do this. This is the last thing I did. I know. I'm dead now. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're still putting it out. We got ads on this. Look, we had a contract. I signed it. My signature pen to paper. I did that. I get it. Now they're on this trip, right? And she's documenting the journey on YouTube and on Instagram. And that's how her family was following along with where they were going. But that's how everyone is following along with where they're going. So like even before she went missing, she had a lot of followers. My question is. Yeah. How the hell do they have internet in the middle of the desert? I'm thrilled that yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. internet for safety reasons. Yes. I'm just curious how it all works. They, I think they don't always have internet. Like, we'll find out that they go a couple days sometimes without, right. like, talking they to their friends. They have it enough, though. They have it enough. And I, yeah. To, like, upload something to YouTube? Totally. But, like, also, like, it's all very curated. And, like, all these women, there's so many influencers and there's so many newscasters even who are like, she was amazing and I kind of really wanted her life. Yeah, I mean, she makes you want to do it's it. True. Like, it looks 
looks cool and like she makes it look easy, even yeah. though I know it's really hard and it can't be fun a lot of the time. Yeah, she yeah. just makes it look like this really great, fulfilling experience. Oh my God. <laughs> it really I was like, oh, maybe I could live in a van. Except that then there's like Brian stretching and I'm like, shut up, Brian. I, I know hate you. She's like, Brian's doing morning yoga poses. And I was like, I can't. I can't with like, this. Anyone else on earth can be doing those I yoga know. poses and I'd be like, that is so inspiring. But it's Brian. I'm like, shut up, Brian. You're not even saying anything. Shut your fucking mouth. I hate you so I much. I know. He sucks. I'm glad he's dead. And so we learned Brian was calm and quiet and peaceful in these videos all about being one with the earth. Yeah. But then on the other side of that coin, he was an artist, which is great. You can yes. do all those things. Yes. But we learned from some of these news reporters. He liked to draw and he created some almost comic book like sketches. Some of them were pretty dark. There was definitely an edge to Brian's posts, whereas Gabby was showing these beautiful locations, and it seemed like he was using it as a platform to say something else. Can we hold on a second? Right. People can have, like, dark images in their sure. repertoire and not yes. be assholes, but Brian La- Laundry's an asshole. Right. I was called him Landry. <laughs> Brian Laundry. <laughs> the way you say it. I gotta go get the laundry. It's how it's... <laughs> how do you... Laundry? It's a gift. I'm just saying it's a gift how that people are giving. Is it laundry? Laundry. Like L-A-W-N-D-R. Fuck out of here. It's laundry. <laughs> I gotta go laundry? get the laundry. <laughs> You're saying it like it's L-A-A-H-H-H-N. And I am admittedly saying it like it's (laughs) L-A-A-W-W-W. Oh, God, it's so funny. Now we start to get a timeline of their trip. Their first stop was on July 4th, 2021. They're at Monument Rocks, Kansas. Then on July 8th, they reach Colorado Springs, Colorado. Third stop, July 10th, at the Great Sand Dune, Colorado, where Gabby is surfing the sand dunes. Yes. That looks really fun. I would do that. No, you wouldn't. I would, too. You would try. (laughs) Then you'd be like, Steve, there's sand everywhere. I'd be afraid of the scorpions. Oh, those scorpions are Vicious. I know scorpions. And then what do you do? Don't you do you have to suck out the whatever? No, my question is like, can you just go to the middle of the desert for like an hour? Yes. Where do you park? Is there a road? Sometimes. I don't understand the way anything works outside of New York City. Also, once you enter their territory, and when I say they, I mean the creatures, totally. the animals, and the insects. <laughs> you're on their turf. I, if that scorpion <laughs> comes and gets you, yeah. too bad, buddy. You walked in right <laughs> through their living room. I, agree. I don't know what you expect. <laughs> If some oh idiot, God, if Brian right. Laundry walked right through my fucking kitchen, <laughs> I'd sting him too. Who? <laughs> Laundry. Laundry. I don't. And I said Florida. Oh I my know. God. All we need is a Mario, and then I'm really going to get skewered on social media this week. Oh my God. But Gabby's posting every day. You know, she's posting about like life in the van. They're making their own food, and they like love it. And they look happy. They it's do. It's very curated. They're laughing about like leaving chocolate out. All the chocolate melting. melted, GP. All the chocolate so melted. melted. <laughs> it's a river of chocolate. <laughs> Be cautious. You can't keep chocolate in Utah. Not in July. <laughs> <laughs> or in a clear plastic container. In, yeah. That is always in the sun. Pro tip, like, don't leave it outside in the sun. It, she's adorable. And, she like, is. it is very curated. She really, I mean, it's going to take a dark turn later. And, like, I just really was, like, believing everything. She seems so happy. Well, here we go. Yeah. Because we learn that Gabby's friends say that Brian was jealous. And they use the word overprotective. I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. That's not the right word. No. The right words are possessive. like controlling, possessive, isolating, intimidating, yes. manipulative, yes. all that. And we're getting this from these reporters who, after the fact, went and found her friends and like interviewed them. Yeah. And they're saying like he wouldn't let Gabby hang out with certain people. Yeah. He was isolating her. He would say stupid shit like they're a bad influence. Who cares? Everyone's 19 years old. And remember, like she moved to Florida where she didn't know anybody with him and his family. That's isolating in and of itself. Absolutely. You know? And it's like, yeah, like talking to the friends, there are a ton of red flags. Yes, a ton of red flags. Right, but then like the parents never see it. Well, they never would. Right, yeah. You know, that yeah. was like that's the point. So Gabby's parents say they tried to be in touch every single day, but they yeah. knew it was part of the gig. Sometimes they'd go a few days in between. Yeah. And her biological dad heard from her on the 21st in Utah. He was helping her with her website, yeah. like this whole sort of van life website. God, Again, to have like a parent that can help you with a website. And at this point, the internet is strong enough to do that. Yeah. It is kind yeah. of, it's just like interesting and also kind of like, okay, more of that, please. Right, exactly. More working internet no matter where you are totally. in the middle of the desert. I don't care if you're in the Scorpion's <laughs> living room. Right. I'm on full internet access. 
Yes. Also, can we go to the uh, middle of the desert and open a gay bar called the Scorpion's Living Room? Yes. <laughs> So Mama Nicole says the last text she got from Gabby was on the 30th of August. And she says this text message is really weird. The last text message I received from her phone was on the 30th of August. And it said, can you call Stan, which is her grandfather, who she would refer to as grandpa normally. Very odd to see. And... I have no service. I'm in Yosemite. Nicole says Stan was her grandfather. She called her grandfather Grandpa. You know what I call my grandmother? What? Annie. She didn't want to be called. Well, no, my my mom's mom, when she was alive, she didn't want to be called Grandma because that made her feel old. So I grew up calling her Annie. Everyone calls her Annie. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah, but not the the case with Gabby Petito. Yeah, no, not the point, me. Sorry, moving on. (laughs) No, but the point is it's a weird text because then she says, like, I would, I'd call him myself, but I have no service. I'm in Yosemite. And they're like, wait a second. She's yeah. not supposed to be in Yosemite. She's supposed to be in Yellowstone. And yes. it's not a small detour. They're hundreds, hundreds of, of miles, miles away. Yeah. Totally out of her way, too. Not even on the right trail. And I think the idea is down the road that, like, maybe she didn't send this text. Maybe this came from Brian. We never really get back to it. Yeah, I don't think she sent that text. No. I mean, clearly not. No. And also, Brian, like, he's just such a dirtbag in every sense. Like, can you just say grandpa? I know. Who in their right mind just is like, uh, I guess she calls her grandfather by his real name. <laughs> So Papa Joe is saying, like, this is when we started to worry. We're, like, putting it together that, like, something is not right here. And then when a mom called me up and said, hey, listen, I haven't heard from her, um, you know, in a few days. And that's when that's when we started making phone calls. Kept texting. Um, I would text every day, thinking I got to get a response at some point. And that's when I started getting worried. And so they're starting to panic. So Nicole, her mother, texts Brian's mother. Yes. And says, have you heard from the kids? Asking, assuming that they, of course, are both together. Like, obviously, you wouldn't ask it any other way, And right? Nicole feels the need to point that out. She's like, I wasn't just asking about Gabby. I was like, have you heard from the kids? Because Nicole's point is, my assumption is, if something bad happened, they were hiking and they fell and got hurt. Or they got lost. They don't know where they are. Like, she's thinking they're together. And if something bad happened, it happened to both of them. And the reason she's stressing this is because Brian's mother ignores her and doesn't answer. Can we talk about the laundries and what a bunch of fucking assholes I they are? I hate all of them. Oh I hate God. them all. But so what Nicole is trying to stress is like, I'm basically telling her that her son is missing too. Yes. And she's not reacting or responding to that. Right. And that's alarming. And that's also sending off red flags. Like if she's got the mom's number in her phone, it means they've had a text relationship in the past. They're going to get married. Right. Like, of course. <laughs> Seriously. Like, no, it's true. Gabby isn't writing postcards to Brian's nephews without the parents being aware at 100%. least. Right? Yeah. So here's a timeline that's going to blow your mind. Right? Yes. July 2nd, Brian and Gabby start their trip from Long Island. August 24th is Gabby's last call to her dad, the last time they hear her voice. The 25th, her last Instagram post from Gabby's account. August 30th, the last text from Gabby's phone asking about Stan, her grandfather. get ready, pull over. Pull over. 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 <laughs> September 1st, Brian Laundry's back in Florida without Gabby. With Gabby's van, no Gabby. So here's a little bit of math. Yeah. They were in Yosemite, right? Yes. They were supposed to be in Yellowstone. Yosemite, which is in California, to Northport, Florida, is, according to Google Maps, like 43 hours. It's a 43-hour drive. Yeah. From August 30th to September 1st, it's 48 hours. Brian just fucking drove. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I never even thought about that. So Brian gets back to Florida without Gabby. Brian did not inform Gabby's parents that he had gone back to Florida. If they had a fight, if she had met somebody else and had gone her own way, why wouldn't he just call and tell her parents about it? We started making phone calls. That was... To his parents. And no one called back. Not a text. Not a voicemail, not a missed call. Something wasn't right. Like, we weren't getting anything back. The laundries are just ignoring them. Right. So finally, Nicole says on the 11th of September, she walked into a local precinct and was like, my fucking daughter's missing. Yeah, and by the way, I've been trying to get in touch with this family since late August. Like, please help me. Now, we know that Brian is back without Gabby. 
Gabby's parents don't know that. So when they go into the precinct on the 11th, within hours of them walking in and saying that, they come back to Gabby's family saying, Brian's back and Gabby's not with him. They did not know that. And Brian's been back since September 1st first. for 10 yes. days. Now, I remember when this story was first, because this was actually like unfolding before in real time. our very eyes. Yes. I remember getting super suspicious, being like, why wasn't she reported missing for 10 whole days? Right. This is why. This is why. The family had no idea. Yeah. Ugh disgusting. Nicole is now sobbing and she says, when I knew the van was in Florida, I knew that my daughter was gone. I didn't know how, but I just knew. And I didn't tell anyone else that because I had to, I had to do what I had to do. I had to report her missing. And I mean, I had to um, get her, her pictures out there. And I just, we had to find her. And she's like, I kept it to myself. I didn't say anything to anybody because I knew we had work to do. She's saying, without saying, I knew this was a mission to recover her body. Right. So on September 11th, she's officially reported missing. They learn that Brian's been home since September 1st. Yeah. By September 13th, there's a press conference saying that they're looking for Gabby. It's so heartbreaking, begging her to come home. Meanwhile, Brian is acting like it's fucking 1960s suburbia, like it's Leave it to Beaver or the Donna Reed show. He's out mowing his lawn. Mowing his lawn. And I want to say that, like, one of the reporters asks Gabby's mom, if you have anything to say to Gabby, like, what do you want to say? The implication is that Gabby's out there. She's run off or whatever. And Nicole has just told us she knows in her heart Gabby's dead. So when she gets that question from the reporter and she breaks into fucking sobs we know what she's thinking I know which is like this is all pointless this is all futile oh my god yeah also in addition to mowing his lawn he's never done that a fucking day in his life (laughs) until now no never ever then he goes on a camping trip with his family using Gabby's van and like the family is taking pictures and sharing it on social media like they're out camping with their fucking dirtbag son your fiance is missing your future daughter-in-law is missing what are you doing Her parents are blowing up your phone and you're not responding. I cannot imagine it. what is happening? This is the Kristen Smart of it all. Like, they left this out of the dateline about Kristen Smart. I said this in the episode that Kristen Smart's parents would write to Paul Flores' parents and be like, please, please. mother to mother. Like, what kind of monster do you have to be? I say it over and over again. I would bring Daisy to prison myself. Also... What the hell do you think they were doing? That was no camping trip. No way. They went out there for a reason. Yeah, they can't be reached by cell phone or fucking whatever. And Brian learned from the best. He learned how to curate photos. So he thought, if I take great family photos, it just looks like a really nice camping trip. Not even thinking how fucking shitty that looks. But that was not just a little vacation. That was a planning trip. Or they did something. They took her body. They did something. They were all in on it together. I'm saying it. Yeah. And Nicole is saying. It's just scary and surreal. You go with the motions, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you just, you're like a zombie. We just didn't sleep. We were up just searching anything we could and getting online, trying to get the word out, friends and family calling, everybody offering to help, you know, and at the time, we didn't even know where to start. You're up all night, everyone's on the internet, and one of the parents says, like, where do you even start? And I was like... Wow. Where do you start? If Daisy were to go missing now, where would I even begin? TikTok. Yeah, I'd be right here. I'd be in this booth. Yeah. I'd be setting out every minute there'd be a new episode. There'd be, yeah. And so Nicole does her version of that. She starts a Find Gabby Facebook page. Yes. And within a day, it's all over the news. It's all over social media and mostly on TikTok. Yeah. And she says by the next morning, it's been shared hundreds of thousands of times. Now, I have... Many issues with true crime TikTok. Yes. Gabby's family doesn't. Yeah. So I'm going to not be as vocal because it helped them and they have nice things to say about it. I have my own theories about true crime TikTok. Maybe some of it will come out. I don't know. Let's go back to August 12th. Remember, Gabby's last phone call was on August 24th. And remember, like, this is in the middle of her posting all the Life is Beautiful things on Instagram. Like, what we're about to see is what was going on behind the scenes of these, like, everything is perfect Instagram stories. The cute, like, the chocolate is melting stories, right? Totally. Someone calls 911 in Moab, Utah. And first of all, men, take notes. This caller is excellent. Yes. (laughs) Truly. It's not often we get the opportunity to compliment men on this podcast. Whoever you are, great You get a t-shirt, caller. A plus, 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 plus. You get a hundred. You don't even have to do extra credit. You get a (laughs) thousand. And what he says is like, is devastating. So he's calling and reporting domestic abuse. He says, we hear him. We hear this call. Grand County Sheriff's Office. Hi, I'd like to report a domestic dispute. 
gentleman Where did that? five six years. They just drove off. They're going down Main Street. Or what were they doing? Cooperative, but um, uh, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her. Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. Brian hits her. She runs. Brian chases her. He hits her again. They get in the car and drive off. Now, this caller has a ton of information, detailed directions. You go west on this, and then they turn this. (laughs) He explains it perfectly. Again, I say A+. And everybody take notes, men especially, because sometimes you really, really (laughs) drop the ball. But he saw something, and he said something, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and soon after this call, the cops get called because this, like, white van has crashed into, like— The side of the road. Yeah, it's, like, crashed into the side of—whatever. And the cops put it together, like, oh, my God, these are the two people that this guy just called about. And now we get 10 minutes of dash cam footage. And and body cam footage. And I have to say— I've never seen until this point. I've seen the whole thing. I talked to Bob Ruff about this, actually, when I went on his podcast. This video is extremely upsetting. It's very, very hard to watch because the cops pull them over and they're like, hey, what happened? Gabby Petito is crying the entire time. Yeah. All she does is apologize. Yeah. All she does is apologize. And she's terrified. Yes. And she's having trouble breathing. She's panicking. And she's like, I was distracting him from driving. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry I'm so mean. And fun fact, earlier that day, she posted photos of them in love. That day. Yes, yes. That day. Also, the cop says, what's you guys' names? I just, it has to be They sad. talk to her like she's three years old. Yeah. I don't like it. They yeah. ask her what she does, and it's hard to explain. Well, the important thing to say is that the cops know enough to separate them. Well, yeah. So they bring Gabby away. They close the door so that Brian can't hear them. And then... And the cop starts talking to Gabby. And so she's explaining about the blog and she's like through tears. She's saying, so, so I've been building my website. So I've just been really stressed. And he doesn't really believe that I could do any of it. He really stresses me out. And I just, I, this is a rough morning. She was stressed about work and cleaning the van because Brian made the van a mess. She's apologizing for existing. And it's just like, when you hear it, it's like, God, he made it so that there's no room for her to feel anything negative in any way whatsoever. Yes, yes. Like, humans feel negative things. Like, and Brian, totally. when you're being a dick, like, she's going to react in that way. There was no, it felt so suffocating to watch her. And one of God. the things that, all of this is brutal, but one of the things that one of the journalists points out is that. In the Instagram and YouTube posts that Gabby was putting out, the van was in perfect shape. It was very carefully maintained. And then during that body cam footage, we get this glimpse inside the back of the van, and it's really in a state of chaos. And I think that was a sort of a, a peek behind the veil of, of the sort of insta-perfect life that they were portraying. There's garbage everywhere. Things are on the floor. The bed is dirty. And Brian describes, too, like, he's dirty. Yes. Like, he's saying, like, she's mad that my feet were all dirty. But also, Brian, like, I understand. You live in a small space. You have to be vigilant about it. Yes. Or else it's going yes. yes. to become like a hoarder's house because there's no room for anything. Like, Brian, respect what she's trying to do. And the point is, Gabby never shows the ugly stuff. So, like, when she's right. when she's posting these, like, pictures of the van on Instagram, it's the old pictures of the van being beautiful. But then you see, like, this is what they were really living in. Right. And I really want to point out that Gabby, who is an absolute wreck, and it's so heartbreaking. It's... it's... <sighs> Like, minutes before, was posting these beautiful curated videos about how happy and in love they are. And so it's like, oh, my God, this is that Instagram versus reality life. Yeah, this, like, Insta-perfect life, one of the journalists call it, right? And so, like, now we see a little bit of Brian Barf, and he's like, I wouldn't even call it a disagreement. Like, what? I got the van dirty. Like, she's she's such a woman. She's such a girl. Like, blah, 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 blah. But because Brian has scratches on his face, the cops are like, wait, what happened? And he's like, see, she wanted me. I like the keys so I could walk away. I, I said, let's just take a breather and let's not, you know, go anywhere. Let's just calm down for a minute because she's getting worked up. And then she had her phone was trying to get the keys from her. So I got in the way. I was just trying to, I know I shouldn't push, but I was just trying to push her away to go, let's, let's just take a minute, step back and breathe. And we see if she got me with her phone. I know I shouldn't push her, but she was really coming after me. And so I pushed her away and then she swiped at me. And that's when she got me with the phone as if Gabby's the fucking aggressor. And so the cops are like asking Gabby about the bruises on her face and her arm. And Gabby is terrified. So I want to slow down on this because Gabby is clearly a battered girlfriend. So she has brand new, like fresh bruises on her arm and on her face. And the cops are trying to say to her, like, you're in a safe space. You can tell us, like, tell us what's going on here. And she's too scared. She doesn't. She doesn't. She says, like, I'm not sure where they came from. Oh, I didn't even see that. She says it was the backpack. And they're like, Gabby, look, we have two witnesses saying that he hit you. Yeah. So... 
what's going on here? And she goes, well, to be fair, I hit him first. I kept telling him to shut up. Like, this woman is, like, she's really been totally manipulated by And him. I think it's, like, a classic abuse. Like, the cops even say... You know why the domestic assault code is there? It's there to, to protect people, especially... The reason why they don't give us discretion on these things is because too many times women who are at risk want to go back to their abuser. They just wanted him to stop, and they don't want to have to be separated. They don't want him charged. They don't want him to go to jail. And then they end up getting worse and worse... Uh, treatment and then they end up getting killed. They're too scared and this is like the life they become accustomed to. Yeah. Now I have to say this is very well edited this video. Oh yeah. It, the cops weren't as great as they seem. Oh in interesting because it does seem I mean the cops completely dropped the ball but like completely. it does seem like they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. This video is super long. Bob oh. Ruff and I discussed it. Oh, like, interesting. I screamed at Bob Ruff about yeah. it. Bob, thank you for giving me that platform. Um, but because it's very like, well, I don't. So the cops say, you know, look, Gabby made it clear that she was the quote primary aggressor. But she did, and like legitimately heated too. I'm not in the business of defending cops, but like I think that if she'd been like he hit me, they would have been all too happy to arrest Brian. I don't think they want to arrest Gabby. Right. But what they say to Brian is technically Brian. Yeah. You are the victim of domestic assault and Brian laughs. Yes. He laughs and they're like we don't have a choice we have to document it as such. No, I but do you agree that if Gabby had been like he hit me they would have been all about arresting him and helping her? I mean, I think they should have like used I mean, she is so terrified. She's shaking like a leaf. She's crying. She can't get the words yeah, out. Yeah, and I yeah. just feel, I understand that there's only so much you can do if yes. someone doesn't want to be helped. Yes. But they're admitting that violence happens. Correct. Yes. And they know, they know that she's not the like aggressor. Like, look at her. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And it's like, he gets the hotel room and she gets the van. Right. And it's just like... Because what happens is they end up saying... They decided, having spoken to both of them for about an hour, that... The best thing to do was just to separate them for the night. And so they put Brian up in a hotel and Gabby was able to stay with the van for the evening. So I just want everybody to breathe, get a chance away from each other, go eat a meal, talk to your parents, whatever it is you got to do. And then, like, literally, we know this road trip goes on for, like, another two weeks. Like, they get right back together the next day and they go on. Right. And, like, that witness, as great as that 911 call was, it kind of did nothing because the cops didn't say, like, well, we do, we do have that witness, so. The cop literally is on record saying to them, we know in cases like this, the woman will go back to the abuser, the violence gets worse, and she gets killed. And yet they don't do anything meaningful nope. to get her out of this situation. Nope. They leave her on the side of a road in her van yeah. and Ryan gets the hotel room. And you know, where's that cop? You know what I mean? Like, what's his fucking story? They actively didn't put Gabby in a place where she has cell service. Right. They left her in her fucking van on the side of the road and Brian had the hotel room with the phone. Now, I do wonder if the thinking there is like, she could get the fuck out of there. She could leave. And I'm not putting this on her. Right. I'm just saying, maybe the goal was to give her the vehicle so she could leave if she wanted to. But like, how did, like this woman who they just admitted is too scared to leave. Yeah. It's like they're setting her up to fail. There's blood on everyone's hands. Like, my God, it's yeah. so frustrating. Except Gabby's. No blood on her of hands. Of course. So the full body cam video is released and the internet goes wild for Yes, it. yeah. And it's clear that Gabby's being abused. These talking heads say the internet goes wild 800 times. I was like, can sure. you just find a new way to say it? Am I part of the problem now? No. Sure. <laughs> the internet becomes unhinged. Unhinged. The internet people have gone crazy, to quote the West Wing. And they did. So it's clear that Gabby's being abused. Everyone on Earth, which is TikTok, basically. Everyone on TikTok yeah. starts analyzing the video. And, you know, like, at one point, they're just like, oh, you know, at one point, Brian says on the body cam footage yep. that he doesn't have a phone, but there's a phone in his hand right. while he's saying <laughs> I that. Know. I know. And Gabby's on her phone, and, like, Gabby's family loves the internet sleuths, and they love true crime TikTok, so I will say nothing. And I'm just saying that, like, the stepdad says the hashtag find Gabby hit over a billion people. Yeah. You know? And then people start analyzing Gabby's social media, and her last post is really weird because I don't think it's that weird for me it's not I yeah. guess it's a Halloween post in the middle of August yeah like I think it's one of those things where like she's like holding a knitted pumpkin and she's in orange and the scenery is orange and it just says happy Halloween yeah and everyone's like what does it mean what does it mean I'm like I think it's just a joke it's so interesting because like when you're an influencer or yeah. someone who's trying to do that it's like all about the hashtags yeah 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 and someone points out she didn't put any hashtags she normally likes to hashtag her journey and it was very short. And uh, I think that it seems suspicious. 
And it just felt a little like, is this suspicious? What should we do about this? It's interesting because I was looking at her Instagram earlier today. It's still up. And that post is still there. Yeah. And there, but so are posts of Brian. Like I would imagine that her family is in running her Instagram. Sure. They haven't posted anything new. All they've done is turn off all the comments and stuff. But like I think it's an interesting choice to leave that picture there, but also to leave the pictures of Brian. Absolutely. It's crazy. It is. So it's September 16th, and Gabby's been missing for 18 days, and there's another press conference in Florida, and the cops are like, two people went on a trip, one returned, and the one person who came back won't give us any info. Right. So here we are. <laughs> and we learn that, like, Brian is a person of interest, but he doesn't qualify as a suspect because the, they don't have enough evidence or make whatever. Make it make sense. Make it I make know. sense. I don't, I don't, I don't. Robbie that, that turned my brain, <laughs> Robbie how? Like, it, that turned my brain into a press I, I was like, because someone's like. A person of interest, what it means is is that a person that is potentially a subject in an investigation, but that you don't have enough information to make that person into a chargeable person. So a person of interest is a person that will likely become a suspect, but is not currently a suspect. But isn't a suspect this minute? And I'm like, but that guy, that man made yeah. a really great 911 call. <laughs> I know. Does that mean nothing? Also, like, he has her car. You he know what I mean? Back, he, his family has been ignoring her family, desperate yeah. for information. He's a person of interest? I know. And they say that he hasn't spoken to authorities on the advice of his counsel. And because he's not, like, an official suspect, he doesn't have to. Now, isn't that so nice that they're respecting Brian Laundrie's rights? They're talking about the Fifth Amendment. Get the fuck out of here. I you know, know how many people are forced <laughs> to talk to cops all the time? What's the difference, I know. Brian? I know. Preppy I know. white guy. At this press conference, Papa Joe takes the podium and he's like, I need all of you to help. Yes. Every last one of you needs to help me. Right, because the cops are like, you know, our focus isn't, you know, to bring in Brian. It's to find Gabby. And the yeah. cop is like, I have to respect Brian's constitutional rights. I'm like, isn't that something? Well, I do love that Papa Joe is like, I'm asking for help from everyone here. I'm asking for help everyone at home. I'm asking for help from the parents of Brian. And I'm asking for help of the family members and friends of the laundry family as well. You know, there is a tip line that you can call anonymously. Whatever you can do to make sure my daughter comes home, I'm asking for that help. There is an anonymous tip line where you can call us and tell us what you know, and you don't have to leave your name. Exactly. Because it's like, what is this family? Like, it's a family affair. Someone's got to know something. These people aren't that smart. I know. They I know. got to be talking to somebody, or someone has to see something, right? Totally. I mean, 100%. Somebody has to know something. Ugh. Like, again, if Steve killed somebody, and there was an anonymous tip line, I'd be like, hi, it's Patrick, and he did it. And he did. <laughs> this is... You guys, I'm not keeping your secrets. Every single week, it seems. I know. <laughs> you really make it clear that if someone you know and loved kill someone, you would be the first person. I would be the, the first person, the only person who's I'm keeping their dead body secret, Ryan Phillippe. But he now lives with me and he's not allowed to wear clothes. And it's a fine deal. Don't ask any questions. So now you're putting me in a position. Yeah. <laughs> where I have to free Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> Do you think Reese Witherspoon would talk but, to me about that? Patrick, why did Ryan Phillippe move in with you and, and never wear any and clothes ever again? He's happy. He likes living here. That's horrible. We went to a dark place. I know. Lots of booze. I know. <laughs> Is he even a drinker? Who knows? Who knows? He is now. Hey, can we go to Pensacola, Florida? Yeah, sure. I Great. guess we're going, right? Because <laughs> right. we got to meet this guy, Brent Chevron or whatever, Chavnero. I have Brian, but sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also want to talk about Riley Lively. We gotta, we'll got to. we get to Riley in just a second because okay. she says something that makes her sound stupid, but then she's right. I know. I know. I haven't highlighted. <laughs> I know what you mean. But this guy, Brent, he's really good with like the digital stuff, and that's going to come in in a minute. So put a pin in Brian or Brent. Okay, great. But Riley Lively says she's really good at the internet, and she fucking is. You guys, I laughed so hard when she said that. She's like, I thought maybe I could help find her. I'm really good at the internet. Um, I set out my mission to see if I could find anything. And I'm really good at the internet. And I was like, that is so dumb. Guys, Riley's really fucking good at the internet. She's really good. Like, like in I five thought, minutes, I made yeah. the note, oh shit, Riley's really good at the internet. I think I'm a pretty great Googler. Yeah. Like, I think I'm pretty good at the internet. Like, totally. you asked me for something that you thought was impossible today, and I got it for you in 20 minutes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'll just leave that. Yeah. Just use your imagination. It's it doesn't dirt matter. on Ryan Phillippe. It's dirt on Ryan. It's <laughs> Ryan Phillippe's home address and social security number. But no, I wish. But she's like really, really, really good. She at is. She's really good. But because the first thing that she does, she's like scrolling through the internet. She stumbles upon a hiking trail app and finds Gabby Petito's account. It also helps that Gabby's entire life was on the internet. Yes. But like, who's ever heard of this random hiking app? So now. All trails. I was like, what the what? That is really good. You should be doing that so that people know where you are. 
100%. So Riley can find the trails where she knows they were. And like if Brian did kill her, maybe he left her in one of the hiking trails and she's putting it all out on the internet. She sends it to the FBI. She sends it to the FBI, but she's also saying if you happen to live near this trail, go look for Gabby. Right. Meanwhile, it's September 17th. The police visit the laundry house, right? Yeah. Well, they're greeted by the hundreds of reporters and just like regular people. I remember seeing this in real time. chaos down here, Tom. It's chaos. Where is Gabby? Where is she? Where is Gabby? (laughs) I mean, I'm not. I I mean, we're going to play it. Arrest Brian. Arrest Brian. Arrest Brian. Bring Gabby home. Where's Gabby? Laundry. Where's Gabby? Where's Gabby? People are screaming, arrest Brian, bring her home. It is total madness. The journalists and all these people are just there. Like the cops happen to show up during this chaos. Like every day this is happening on their lawn. And the people assembled think the cops are there to arrest Brian. They're not, you guys. No, because it turns out the cops are there because Brian's parents are filing a police report because Brian has been, quote, missing for For four four days. days. And Gabby's been actually missing for 18 days. And I was like, everyone thinks Brian's in the house. His car's in the driveway. Some surveillance video saw it driving home. They think Brian's there. He's not there. He's not there. He hasn't been there for four days. So now here's something. They didn't include this, but I am just going to. Please. So Gabby's family's lawyer Uh released a two-sentence statement. Do you remember this? No. I love this. The law office of Richard B. Stafford, attorney at law. (laughs) Esquire. Esquire. It says, all of Gabby's family want the world to know that Brian is not missing. He is hiding. <gasps> Gabby is missing. Now oh. that knocked me the fuck. I thought yes. that was the coolest move, but then everyone on TikTok stole it as their hot take. <laughs> but I digress. But Wasn't it's there true. A thing where like Brian, they thought he buried himself in the backyard or something. Because there's like I have watched this footage. Okay, she's like tending to her garden, not a pun or a double entendre. Uh- <laughs> but his mom is like in uh-huh. the garden, and people say that yeah. you can see like a hand reach up, and she like gives like is. <gasps> Like, because they did have like a state, what do they call that thing that's under oh, like, like a, a bunker? Oh, like a prepper shit? Yeah. They, oh my and, God. They had like a doomsday like Or they bunker? had like a shed and then it's like, oh, is it like all of her garden, her flowers were all maybe organized in a oh way. Oh It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but the point is, it's a great, it's a great line because it's true. Like Brian's not fucking missing. No. Yeah. Or, like randomly now we can't find him. But that was like, a, I thought that was a great line. And then everyone sort of co-opted that line. But hey, it's the truth. So who cares? Yeah. Riley is especially frustrated because once again, the internet is going crazy. Crazy. They're going and crazy. And she's great at the internet. She's great, but she's also like, I felt, I was like, Riley, I'm so there with you. Because she's like, how does he get away? Yeah, how? I know. They're like, we, everyone was watching him. There was these yeah. reporters like, where is he? And then now I'm thinking, in the flower beds? I, I know. Is that what, like, what the hell? Like, how did I he know. leave? I know. When all eyes were on him. How did he leave? And why are you waiting four days to report him? Nothing. It's all bullshit. It's a big fucking mystery. But we learned that the parents tell the cops. When... Chris and Roberta Laundry did eventually tell authorities that their son was missing. They said he'd gone to the Carlton Reserve. The 24,000-acre preserve is about the size of Manhattan, to put it in perspective. And so you have a starting point for Brian to look for him. We are told this is like a swamp the size of Manhattan. Yeah. That's big, you guys. They're like 24,000 acres. I'm like, huh? They're like size of Manhattan. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, got it. (laughs) So in other words, it's a big area to search. And the area was flooded. You got your wild boar. You got your gators. You got your snakes. Someone says all kinds of dangers. Again, you're walking through their living room. I know. I've always been like, you're on their turf. I've never quite thought about like, you're walking through their living room. I love it. The vision is perfect. Let me tell you, once in my old apartment, yeah, the, the really shitty one I lived in for 10 years, the yeah. 400 square foot studio. One time a mouse walked through my living room with all the lights on and I was just like, the nerve. <laughs> and because I was on the phone with another exterminator because the exterminator I called did uh-huh. nothing. And uh-huh. I was on the phone with this woman. Got, I don't know who she was. She totally got me. And I was like, yeah. And I just see them. And then I stop and I was like, whatever her name is, Cheryl. I was like, okay, one just walked in front of me and she goes, and she said, she goes, oh, the nerve. Okay. All right. We have a problem. Like she... Cheryl, call me. You get your own I podcast on the Obsessed her. Network. I, I was like, so you see what I'm dealing with? She goes, honey, we're going to get somebody over oh. there. <laughs> she, goes, see, she, goes, that's, oh, she goes, that's when they're getting really brave. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, all the lights on, and he oh just comes God. walking out. 
But I looked at him. I said, "You're not supposed to be here." Get out of here, Goofy. When they when they used to run when they used to run through the bar, I used to work at. I said, "You're not supposed to be here. You're gonna get yourself killed." <laughs> Daisy Mousy, get out of here. Daisy Mousy. But so like they gotta go in there and search. It's a big area to search, and so that's what they're gonna do now. Great. Put a pin in that. Yeah. We gotta talk about the Bethune family. The Bethunes. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my. They seem very nice. They seem great. They're van people. That's what we call them. It's the van life. They're, they're doing van that van people. life thing. The same yeah. thing that Gabby was Hashtag doing. Hashtag van people. Right. Sure. <laughs> so it's September 18th. Gabby's been missing for 20 days. Yeah. And this new YouTube footage surfaces from August 27th. Put me in the timeline. So that's when it was like Gabby's last days. Like people weren't hearing from her. Uh-huh. It was like a day uh-huh. or two after the very last phone call. Right. Yes, right. And they're driving through like the Grand Teton National Park. They're just like have their own dash cam and they're driving, driving, driving. And then all of a sudden it struck the owner of that YouTube channel and she was like, hey, I think I saw that van. So she went back, took a closer look, and there it was. On August 27th, 2021, we got camera footage going through the Grand Tetons Park around 6 to 6.30 p.m. They have video driving past Gabby Petito's van. Like, it's already a dirt road. This is a dirt road in the middle of the fucking woods. And there's, like, a lake on one side. Yeah. And Gabby's van is pulled off to the side. And it is unmistakably hers. And they, Yeah, they're going back through their footage. And they're like, holy shit, it's August 27th around, like, 6, 6.30. Yeah. So, like, they are saying this is crucial video. Because we don't know where Gabby is at this point, alive or dead. The video, so they put it on YouTube. That guy, Brian or Brent or whatever, yeah. who in Pensacola, who's great with the digital yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He puts it into his magic internet machine uh-huh. and Computer. he's Got yeah, it. right, that's what it's called. Computer. He's able to like slow it down and brighten it up yeah. so that if you watch it in slow and I watched it a hundred times, times on YouTube today as the Bethune's van is driving up to Gabby's. And Gabby's van's like a couple yards in the distance. Yes. But when I, I zoomed in, I saw the door close. It completely blew my mind and sent a chill up my spine. When I saw that, I instantly knew that there was life in that van. The back doors were open and they closed. It is chilling because Brian heard a car coming and shut the fucking doors. So either he's in there killing her or he's in there with her body maybe or maybe it's her last day alive. Or he just doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. Or what, like I do understand like you don't know, it's, it's your bedroom. It's your uh, everything. Murderers want their privacy and you think they should have it. I get it. That's it. That's I it. Totally Bye everyone. It's been so fun being here with you on True Crime Obsessed but clearly you just killed me. But the thing about it is that like of course everyone is analyzing this video and I gotta tell you like I see it too. If you watch it in slow Slow motion, it looks like somebody like to the left of the van is digging and burying. It's a branch. <laughs> is it? Yes, it's a tree branch. It moves. It tree moves. branches move. <laughs> it looks like somebody's burying something. Of course you thought that. <laughs> I have in my notes, I'm like, everyone stop this. It's a tree branch. Uh-huh. How can you be closing the van door and digging at the same time? But it's just like, it's, I mean, just like, of course the internet, again, is going crazy and like, I would watch that 800 times. And it's also a major break in the case because now they know exactly where to search. Right. And so So this video comes out on September 18th. That same day, they begin a grid search of that area, and the next day they find a body. Earlier today, human remains were discovered, consistent with the description of Gabrielle Gabby Petito. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. And it's confirmed to be Gabby's. Yeah. Can we look at Brian now? I know. Now can we do it? <laughs> Is he still a person of interest or can he be an actual suspect now? Can we not give a fuck about his constitutional rights because anymore? Because that's what everyone's saying. It's like, okay, we found Gabby. Now we got to fucking find Brian. And the parents while we're at it. Oh my David's God, I know. David's everybody. I know. Arrest the fucking parents. Oh my God. And like everyone's like pissed at Brian, obviously. Pissed at the yeah. parents, obviously. Pissed at the cops who let her go when it was like so obvious that she was in danger. Obviously. And so like now the FBI is like on a manhunt for Brian. They're searching the Carlton Reserve. Again, it's very hard to search, but they've got all the manpower they can get. They've got like ATVs. They call them swamp buggies. Swamp buggies. Swamp. Hey, I'm going to take out the swamp buggy. All right. <laughs> Go back to you. But they've also got like drones that yeah. have that 
infrared heat seeking like all whatever hands on deck right yeah so yeah. here's the timeline sunday gabby's body is found by monday morning fbi knock 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 at the laundry's front door fucking yeah. finally tuesday her death is ruled a homicide wednesday there's a federal arrest warrant for brian not for murder for bank fraud yeah because he charged a thousand dollars on her bank card can we just get this guy get already? the fucking guy and so the, everyone is just saying that like this is not the the charge that you're chasing brian for you want to get Brian for the murder of his fiancée, Gabby. But in the meantime, this is a legal device that could be used to be able to secure future arrest warrants or secure future uh, search warrants. So wait- Get him. It's, it's a way to get him. If we find him in the woods, we can arrest him. At, at this least. point, I'll take him for a broken taillight. <laughs> Jesus, what do we got to do? And everyone's saying that again. The internet is going into overdrive to the point of looking at his Pinterest boards and Spotify playlists. And then people are like faking videos for the clicks and followers just to like get traction from the hashtags. So I gross. will say though, this is what I remember from this time. Nobody knew where he was. Yeah. People thought he was in the Appalachian Trail. Our Appalachian? How dare you? Appalachian. <gasps> people thought he was like living in the Appalachian one of our babysitters canceled a hike because they were afraid they're going to run into Brian Laundry. People left and right were saying they were running into him. We're hearing 911 calls where people think they're encountering him in the woods. All of this was a possibility. Yeah, remember there was that woman who said that she picked them up they were hitchhiking? Yes. Remember that? Oh my god, They didn't yes. even touch on that in this. Yeah. So now we meet Dr. Brent Blue. He's the coroner. And yeah. he says it was death by strangulation. It's a homicide. And he won't say much, but he does, quote, slip. He does yes. say one thing. Unfortunately, uh, this is only one of uh, many deaths uh, around the country of uh, people who are involved in domestic violence. He characterizes this as a domestic violence case. He doesn't say who did it, but, you know, every, the Internet went crazy. He calls this a domestic violence case. Right. And so now it's like, well, who else could it have been? Like, I can't believe how long it took for anyone. Like, it's so weird that the cops are just now, like, suddenly obsessed with someone's constitutional rights. I just think that, like, behind the scenes, they would say they want to do this by the book because when they get him, they want to get him. But you, you know got him I mean? on the bank fraud. Like, can we just get keep yeah, it moving? Exactly. And, like, like he's lawyered on. up. You know what I mean? Like, he obviously did. The, it, the, it's fucking bananas. So now the main place they're searching is this Carlton Reserve, right? That's that yeah. swampy Manhattan wasteland right. <laughs> where his parents said yeah. they went. And so people are searching constantly. They're finding, there's like a ton of people searching like 24 hours a day. They're finding nothing, And right? these are like, it's closed to the public. So this is the FBI. The authorities are the ones that are searching. They're like not a whiff of a hint of a clue, not yeah. a fraction of a, yeah. like abs- like zero, not a, no dice, right? right? October 19th, part of the reserve is reopened to the public. Now, they yeah. have been searching up and down for a month. I cannot stress this enough. Yes. So what happens is Brian's parents get there. They know where he likes to hike and they, within 30 minutes, find, like, personal belongings, like a notebook and his partial human remains. Right. They match his dental records, so we know it was Brian. The thing is, of course, that is totally suspicious. The cops have been all over this. They've searched that area a hundred times. Everyone is like, how the heck could the parents find these things when the FBI places been searching. Back in September, the reserve was 75% covered in water. When Roberta and Chris Laundrie returned to that park in that very spot, the water had receded considerably. The water receded. It had been dry and then it had been flooded and then it had been dry again. Something tells me Jillian Pensavalli does not buy it. The thing is... (laughs) Their lawyers, like, absolutely, like, apparently we're all out of line for thinking the timeline is a little suspect. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just say, look, I know it looks bad, but right. <laughs> I have the farmer's almanac right. or whatever, right. yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like, under no, so, like, I'm but, not crazy for thinking that's a little odd. I just don't think they brought his human remains in a duffel bag. You know what no, I mean? No, but, like, <laughs> what did they do on that fucking camping trip? Like, what right. was the plan? There was yeah. a plan here. Yeah. Do you and think so, he died on the camping trip and then they kept the know. body? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they knew too detailed where to go. Well, and they are certainly not getting any fucking brownie points for being the ones to, like, turn over the body in the notebook to the police. on October 19th? Right. Her mother was texting you in August. Like, come on. And it's crazy because one of the things they find is this notebook, right, that he had been, like, writing in in his final days. But because he's dead... You cannot try a dead person. So... There is no case that is going to be brought forward against Brian Laundrie in this matter. If there's no criminal investigation, there's no criminal prosecution in this case that is going to be brought forward. For the most part, this case is in reality ended. 
And it's also important to note, they say that he shot himself. Yes. Yes. Right. He died by suicide. And so the update is, everyone's like, where the hell is the notebook? The update is that we don't know what he said in the notebook, but he yes. takes responsibility for Gabby's death in the notebook. We still, to this day, don't know what Will we ever? Maybe. It's kind of like, I don't care. I, I, I don't know if that's something we all need to know. Uh-huh. I don't really think, I think that's a little like, okay, can we, can, yeah. can anyone have a little piece? And yeah. Dignity? Can the family just have something? It's like, just don't have to know so that. fucking sad. What are your final thoughts, GP? My final thoughts are like, well, I hate the laundries. Right. <laughs> I think it's really sad. You know, I will give brownie points for Peacock for saying that like since 2011, 710 indigenous people have been reported missing in Wyoming alone. Yeah. Because where Gabby went missing, that was the other part of the social media thing that everyone was screaming about. It's like everyone does deserve attention. Yes. And this was also like, what about the missing and murdered indigenous women? Like that's such a big part of it. Yes. And people were hoping that maybe this attention is like, you know, Gabby's family, there yeah. are like thousands of other families like that too. Yes. So let's try and I think that we hear Gabby's family saying the same thing. I want Gabby's legacy to prevent this from happening to someone else, even if it if it's just one. That's that's something. Um, that's a lot. We received an, a tremendous outpouring of support from our community, from our friends, our family, from people all across the world, and we were very lucky to have that. And we want to be able to use the platform that we made for Gabby as that voice for other people. I loved what her father said about that. Same. And I think that we, look, I'm very tuned into at least a true crime podcasting. I think we've seen a bit of a shift. I, yeah, I hope. I mean, we're, I think it's just like, it's do not enough. Do. I don't mean to imply that it's nearly enough and it doesn't make up for what hasn't happened over the years. But I'm just saying that I think that this has been eye opening on a lot of levels. Yeah. I mean, you know, and also the cops, they admit they made, quote, several unintentional mistakes. Of course, they wouldn't <laughs> sit down and talk to Peacock about right. it. <laughs> but now, recently, like, big news that happened, I think, last week, this is going to be outdated because they are happening all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, But Gabby Petito's family is now suing the laundries, obviously. Oh. Yeah, it's like a civil suit because they were like, you hindered the investigation. Oh, depose those assholes. Bu- that's why you do that. Please. Yeah. So that's like the new thing and I hate the laundries. Have I said that? Yes. <laughs> how, how many seconds has elapsed since I said that I hate the laundries? I hate the laundries. I'll, I'll keep saying it. Just keep saying it. I hate them. Oh my God, you guys, we did the murder of Gabby Petito. It's so fucking awful. Horrible, horrible. We are still recovering from being the first podcast to ever play Broadway, which happened last night. Thanks, Liquid IV. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Come see us on tour, you guys. If you didn't see us on Broadway, even if you did, we're coming to Chicago, Boston, Seattle, Los Angeles. We're doing Class Action Park. It's going to be the best night of at least your week. (laughs) That's it. Also, come to Obsessed Fest. We got everybody from Robbie to Bob Ruff to the Gen Y guys to Amber and Maggie yeah. and Alexis, everybody. Everyone's everybody. coming. Payne Lindsay's going to be there. Oh boy. I'm going to look into his eyes all weekend and just make him sing karaoke with me at all times. Okay, great. I might put my hand on his knee during the drag brunch. We'll see what happens. We'll just see. I don't know. Oh, it's a <laughs> long way away, but not too long. What are we doing next, girl? We're doing our part. We are doing Murdered and Missing in Montana, also on Peacock. Yeah. About indigenous women. Amazing. Stay tuned for the trailer for that. Our funny and hilarious outtakes, even in this dark, dark case. Oh boy, I hate them. I, I don't hate the outtakes. I hate no. the family. <laughs> and we love you guys. We love you. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. Native American women are the most stalked, raped, and murdered of any women in America. They go missing. They're found dead. What's the pattern? Selena's the 28th one in Bighorn County that hasn't been investigated. Their voices need to be heard. If a non-tribal person commits a murder on a reservation, tribal police can't even make the arrest. Why are these cases not being investigated? No arrest, no charges brought. It keeps happening over and over and over again. I feel like I have a target on my back. We need to stop this. If you want to get away with murder, go to the Northern Cheyenne Reservation. When you say his name, his last name, can you do it as though you're going to the laundromat in Queens? Laundry. To get the... Laundry. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah, I know, but it's so good. I know. Does it sound that different it outside does. my head? It's so funny because I like his last name could be Diner, and how would that... Brian... My mother or me? Just Queens. Well, sometimes we do hit the heart... Diner. Yeah. The hard R's. 
If you're going, it's the whole R if yeah. when you say it, when you don't is very thick. But his name is Laundry. I just love it so much. L-A-U, whatever. Okay, no, 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 it's good. <laughs> God. I also, like, would actually want to see a gator or a crocodile totally. like, out in the wild. You know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I do. <laughs> what is it, girl? <laughs> They'll see you later. An alligator will see you later. I know. I, have, I don't know if you can hear the smile. I really am smiling right now. Smiling through my paint. <laughs> 